This is the Ministry Marcom Podcast, Episode 5. In this episode, I talk with Justin Stoll, the Executive Vice President of Marketing Communications for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. You will enjoy this conversation. Justin goes into depth about the process and strategies he and his team are taking in their marketing efforts at both the national and local level. But first, have you and your team taken the seven-day website personalization challenge? The seven-day website personalization challenge takes less than 20 minutes per day and will unlock the power of personalization for your ministry. As a bonus, I have partnered with Journity to give you 60 days of free use of a ProJournity account so you can see the value for yourself, completely risk-free. Sign up at ministrymarcom.com slash seven-day challenge. That's ministrymarcom.com the number seven day challenge to get started today. Now to my conversation. Justin Stoll is the Executive Vice President of Marketing Communications for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He oversees FCA's brand and internal external marketing efforts through primarily digital initiatives. Before joining FCA in March of 2019, Justin worked in marketing in various consumer and nonprofit organizations, focusing on digital and brand transformation. Ultimately, Justin went on to lead the marketing and brand efforts for FCA Partner Ministry Crew from 2011 through 2019. Here is our conversation. Justin, hey, it's great to have you on the podcast. We first met each other uh, several years ago with Crew, and now you are working with uh, FCA. So I'd love to hear just kind of like what you're doing now with FCA. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for having me on, Doug. It's good to reconnect. Uh, Yeah, I'm the Vice President of Marketing and Communications for FCA uh, out in Kansas City, Missouri. Our department's try to focus on telling the brand story of FCA in a really compelling way and use a lot of different mediums to do that. So working through uh, public relations channels, working through uh, donor magazine, uh, your, your very traditional corporate website, uh, social media channels, paid ads, all of the above. So it's really just anything that we can do uh, to tell the story of FCA or equip our staff to tell the story of FCA. Wow, that's great. You are working at a national level and you also, FCA has a lot of local chapters. So with the marketing efforts that you're doing, how does that work? Yeah, I'd say that the way that it works is kind of most similar to a franchise model. Uh, So if you think about there's a big organization which sits in the support center in Kansas City, Missouri, but you've got uh, 2,000 staff people Uh, and tens of thousands of volunteers who are all wearing the hat of FCA out in the field. And so there's a lot of things that we do organizationally to try to support them from a brand uh, perspective, things that we can do to build trust in the brand, introduce the brand to more people, more coaches and athletes. And then at the same time, just um, almost thinking about staff people as franchise owners uh, and entrepreneurs, we think about a lot, what are the tools that we can put in their hands Uh, that would allow them to go out and speak about FCA, represent FCA with excellence um, in their different contexts. And that's really the the opportunity and the challenge is that their contexts look so different. 
not just in terms of location, but also mm-hmm. in terms of sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way that you're going to present to a lacrosse team is going to be significantly different than the way that you present to a tennis team. Um, and then you add in on top of that ages, uh, tennis team in college and high school and middle school. So really we have to get a little bit creative to think about flexible assets and flexible materials that we can put in their hands that they can then take and um, adapt to their context locally. Wow. Yeah. So that could be, I'm sure, complex and all that with these resources that you're putting together and with the efforts that you're doing really to grow awareness to FCA. Like what does your kind of team structure look like for marketing? We have a pretty traditional model to this point. I've been with FCA for about a year and a half. So it's been kind of a gradual change, but there's a marketing department and there's a communications department. And to just try to make the explanation simple, we roughly think of marketing as external audiences. So, you know, it's the wrong term, but kind of audiences that we don't quote own. And then communications thinking much more about audiences that we do quote own. So communications really focusing on what are we communicating to staff? What are we communicating to volunteers? What are we communicating to donors, the people who are much more insiders? Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the focus of communications. And then the focus of marketing is everybody else. So casual fans of FCA, alumni, alumni of FCA, or people who just don't even know who we are yet. That's really the focus of marketing. But the team structure is marketing and communications. But the way that we think about the work is basically empowerment and innovation. So empowerment is what are the things that we're doing to help more field ministry happen with excellence? That's putting resources in the hands of field staff to help them do hopefully uh, even more ministry than they were able to do before. And then on the innovation side, that's the work that we're doing to try to grow and launch larger audiences, develop new strategies, um, create content journeys and experiences and things like that. So Um, It's kind of direct to the staff and then uh, on behalf of the brand or on behalf of the staff. So with those kind of two different experiences for marketing and communications, I'm assuming you probably have two different uh, content strategies or how does that look as it relates to these kind of two different areas? Yeah, it's a good question. So we really think about at the beginning of the year or a few months prior to the beginning of the year, we select a ministry theme and it's what the ministry is going to be talking about over the course of the year. When a kid shows up at a camp, it will be the actual theme that they see it's printed on their t-shirts and things like that. Mm. And there's always one verse that goes along with it. So that ministry theme, what we've done and kind of changed in the past year and a half is that that ministry theme is now the ministry theme, not just for camp, but it's the ministry theme for everything that happens within the ministry for a year. Uh, And then we take that and we contextualize it based on the different audiences. So, you know, our theme this year was giving 100% uh, in Mark 8.12. And how that looks for a donor at a donor experience is very different than how it's going to look for a kid going to camp. But we actually really like the idea that the donor is thinking about and talking about some of the same biblical themes that the kid who they're helping pay to go to camp 
mm. uh, is experiencing at camp. And so there's just one ministry theme that we build. Uh, and then we try to contextualize that out for how it would look for each different audience. So in terms of strategy for marketing and communications, the great part is we're all running off of the same, the same music sheet uh, and the songs are just a little bit different depending on who they're being sung mm-hmm. to. How does that then trickle down to what you're doing with your digital strategy? So, you know, what you're doing through social or in your emails, how does that look for your team? Yeah, really a lot of the reason why we, why we implemented this ministry theme and then turned it into a 12-month narrative. So think about it like a book and there are 12 chapters in the book. Um, is that I think one of the most challenging roles within marketing is the social media person or the web writer who shows up on a Monday morning and says, I got channels to feed. What do I write about? Uh, when you're starting from zero, it's really, really difficult to every day come back and come up with a new idea. And so what the narrative, what the ministry theme serves to do is to give people a starting point for content. And that could be people who are literally on my team uh, and they're building out what their, you know, the email strategy is for the next few months, what emails we're going to send out to volunteers, for instance, or it could be for a local staff person uh, who has donors that they need to update. Um, It gives them a starting point to say, Hey, the theme for the month is this. Here are some scripture verses that we're particularly thinking about and praying about this month. Um, here are some articles that you can pick up and use. Here's some graphics. Here's an interview with a, with an athlete. So trying to create a lot of that content and get it in front of them to where they can pick and choose. And then in their free time, they're able to create new content that then we're able to find at the organizational level and pull it up to be able to show the diversity of what the ministry looks like. So, um, that's how it kind of plays into, uh, into our content strategy is that it drives the high level for what we're going to do this month. And then we're able to push a lot of content down that our field staff can pick up and use. Uh, and then because we're coordinated, we're able to find the best of what they're creating at the field level uh, and pull that up um, for that really great user-generated content that we want to highlight from an organizational level. So with content at a national level and local level and video being so viable and just very engaging now on social media, what does your kind of your video content look like as far as like pre-produced and maybe like Facebook lives and that type of thing? Yeah, Uh, this is an area where just in the past few months, we've, it's been a really positive thing, but by necessity, we had to pour a lot of effort into Um, when things got shut down a few months ago, obviously, you know, a a big part of FCA is huddles and camps and events, uh, and those were not happening in person anymore. And so we very quickly tried to shift, um, to figure out what would be the virtual equivalent to a camp or the virtual equivalent to a weekly huddle. Mm. And so we put a lot of work into, um, what we called FCA virtual Uh, And it was, how can we equip our staff to do a video huddle? Um, How can we equip our staff to do a video fundraising banquet and things like that? So the strategy really has has accelerated and matured just even in the past few months 
for us organizationally, um, you know, if you think about Instagram or TikTok, a lot of what we try to highlight is just the best of what's happening in the field. So it's not produced generally. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just finding things where it's like, you know, a, a coach catching an athlete after practice and, and asking them, you know, what verse is really standing out to them right now. There's a lot of just that very uh, on the ground user generated content. That's a lot of what we focus on for, um, for Instagram and TikTok uh, and Twitter in terms of video. And then YouTube, uh, we've put a lot of work into FCA's YouTube channel recently. We ran a series of eight in a row, um, what we called Huddle Up. And it was uh, an athlete interviewing other coaches and athletes. And they were professional athletes just talking about um, common themes that coaches and athletes would be experiencing right now. So a lot of conversation by those athletes around identity what's your identity when you, when your sport is taken away. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was really just content by coaches and athletes for coaches and athletes that we felt like would engage them and help them get a better sense of who FCA is. So that was a lot more highly produced. Uh, But even that was, was just, you know, we record a zoom call uh, between these coaches and athletes and then, you know, kind of chop it up a little bit, but, it's been primarily the way that we viewed video strategy so far. That is really great. Just the way you guys have pivoted during this time using this video content and equipping the local chapters to do different things like that. So I can imagine each local group is only equipped so much tech wise, but at a national level, like what does your tech stack look like in order to, you know, do what your team is doing? Yeah, it's fairly basic. So we use for social, we're, we're kind of in the evaluation standpoint right now, just in terms of evaluating different social platforms. But right now we post to social natively. Um, like I said, we're looking at an enterprise tool, one that we could use here, but then hopefully also extend licenses to our field staff. Um, we use just, basic Google analytics for um, tracking metrics and conversion, um, conversion things when we're running campaigns. We use BlackBot as our CRM and are really trying to figure out what different things are built into BlackBot that we can do in terms of just even basic marketing automation. We empower local staff with local level websites. So kind of your classic I need a website where I can put event information or camp mm-hmm. sign up or things like that. And so we build out local level websites for staff and that's on a platform, a web platform called Duda. We use just for my team in terms of uh, content scheduling and kind of low level project management, we use a tool called CoSchedule. And that just helps us get all the projects and all the content visible in one place. Mm-hmm. So while we're all running a hundred miles an hour, you don't end up with, you know, two all staff emails being sent out within an hour of each other, just getting all of the content visible for all of the authors in one place. Yeah, that's good. With all that you have going on and just over this last year, like what are things that you have seen that have worked really well for FCA? Two big things that I can think of. One is trying to narrow the gap between corporate and the field. We're sitting here in a building in Kansas City, but there's ministry happening literally all around the world. And so 
from my team, certainly we're talking to field staff all the time, but how are we actually getting the voice of the field into our projects? How are we getting feedback from the field on the campaigns that we're running? And so what we launched was we just asked the field, like, who are the people that you know who are doing a great job or just kind of have that knack for marketing and communications? And we got a list of 15 people. And now they're a part of what we just call the marketing field team. And we jump on a call with them once a month and we, we just ask them a series of questions, one thing questions. What's one thing that you've learned uh, about marketing this month that might be helpful to others? What's one thing that you need in marketing right now that would really change things for you? What's one tool that you're using right now that's saving you time for marketing and communications? And, and the level of insight that we get from these 15 people who are just out there figuring it out and a lot of times you know we think we need some complicated solution for something and they figured out a workaround that's really simple we just learn a ton from them and then we're also able to you know as we're launching a new initiative or prototyping something testing something out we're able to bring it to that team and let them play around with it and look at it and and flip it over and, you know, look at it from all angles and give us feedback before we launch a big initiative or a big campaign. So that's been huge for us is just getting the, the input from the people who are out there doing it every day. And then the other thing is you've got so many voices and so much diversity within the ministry in terms of where people are at and what they're doing Mm -hmm. to give them some sort of common theme, which is what Mm -hmm. I was talking about with the ministry theme it allows us to, (laughs) the way that I say it is we're all one family, but we're different members of one family. Mm -hmm. And the ministry theme is saying, you know, you're still an individual within this family and we want you to live out the full individuality that you are. uh, But we also want to sound like we're one family as FCA. And so this high level ministry theme, we've really seen how that's allowed, you know, the wrestlers in uh, Ohio to be talking about some of the same themes as the surfers in New Jersey. So uh, it's been really cool to see uh, staff just pick it up and use it in their own way. And then we're able to provide them with more resources and more help and more tips. So those have been two things that I think have been pretty big this year. What is one piece of advice that you would share you know, in the nonprofit space, uh, potentially the greatest skill of a marketer is just uh, agility. Mm-hmm. Agility in terms of time, yes, but also just kind of mental agility. There's very rarely in the nonprofit space, or particularly the religious nonprofit space, we just don't have access to the same <laughs> sizes of teams mm-hmm. uh, and tech stack and budgets and things like that. And so, there's not that many models out there where you can say this person already did this and they did it super successfully and I'm going to do it exactly the same way because we just don't have access necessarily to the same resources. And so uh, just having the agility to say, how can I achieve that goal in a different way? And just realizing that um, you're going to have a lot of kind of failed prototypes before you find the one that's really going to work and you just keep plugging away at it. You just keep saying, all right, that didn't work. Try it a different way. That didn't work. Try it a different way. So uh, certainly that, that makes me think of just um, develop that skill of agility. But I think the other thing too, that I, 
that I talk to other marketers about is you can't undervalue the internal marketing of marketing, uh, if that makes sense. So, you know, we assume as marketers that people, executives, other team members and things like that understand exactly what it is that we do and the value of it. Like to me, I'm just like, hey, everybody understands the value of a strong brand. It's just obvious. Uh, but we're marketers. And so a big part of what we do is education internally. Um, it's not just about doing the work of marketing, but also educating others on what the work of marketing is, what successful marketing looks like, and then really doing a good job even internally within your organization of marketing, marketing. Uh, and showing how it connects people, showing the ROI of it. Um, a lot of times we get so busy that we don't take the time to report back uh, and say, this is what worked and this is what was successful. But taking that time to really almost, you know, treat your executives within your organization as uh, an audience that you're trying to market to and be able to tell that story of why what you're doing um, is so important for the organization. That's great advice. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. There's been so many great nuggets that you've shared today. So before we go, like, where can we find FCA on the web and on social? Yeah, so we just made a move to consolidate all of our social handles, which was miraculous uh, because the ministry has been around long enough that most of the good social handles involving FCA were already taken. But you can find FCA on all of the major channels if you search the FCA team. And those are the handles that we use across the platforms. And then your website? Yeah, fca.org. That's where you can find FCA WebWise. Justin, thanks again for being on the podcast. It's been really great talking with you today. Yeah, absolutely. You too, Doug. It's been fun connecting. And for marketers, especially I think nonprofit marketers, make sure to build a community. Um, with other marketers. A lot of times you're, you're operating and you're not around other marketers all the time. So appreciate what you're doing, trying to build up some of that community with marketers. And certainly if there's uh, anybody listening and they want to they wanna connect, you can find me on LinkedIn backslash Justin Stoll and would love to connect. But appreciate what you're doing, Doug. Thanks again and, uh, to thanks Justin. For me. I would love to hear from you. Join in the conversation and share your thoughts for this podcast at ministrymarcom.com slash podcast. Also, while you're on the website, subscribe to the Ministry Marcom newsletter. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast where you listen to podcasts from. We'll talk again soon.